at that point, I was new friends with Kevin Nealon, and um, he's a cool friend, man. I, I it's a surreal kind of a friendship, right? Because I'm like, his Saturday Night Live that was my Saturday Night Live group, like Sandler and uh, Spade and all that. So like, and um, and then he'll share his art with me, and and we kind of have this relationship where it's like I I look at his art and we talk about that, and and we talk about my comedy, and so it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, one of my favorite bits is I do that. Like it's it's a it's 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 been developing, developing, but I have a bit about how much I love boobs, and you know I was thinking like, what if boobs were more like penises? You're like, you know, you're on a date, you don't know how it's going. Like, you know, if boobs were more like penises, you know, it's like a deflated bag of flesh, you know, only inflating to full potential when aroused, right? Like that would be something that could be beneficial to the guy. That's I hope not- no one tunes into this thinking. <laughs> yeah, at that thinking point, thinking <laughs> that the guy. <laughs> Who painted the Pope and the president for Time's Person of the Year is going to deliver some artistic insight. When they do person of the year, they they will ask, um, and I didn't know this the first time. I had no idea the first time. But they will ask like several artists to paint several different people. Okay, they don't know who the person of the year is going to be. So what they do is, let's just say it's uh, Miley Cyrus and the Pope, and and uh, who else? Could, I mean, that'd be tough to be the Pope beat out by Miley Cyrus for Miley Cyrus was she was up for it against the Pope the year that I got the Pope do you know why they went with I have no idea I have no idea (laughs) and and again by the way when I did my first one I didn't know I was painting person of the year that that year I had no idea they don't tell you no they didn't they didn't tell me then they just said paint the Pope yeah um do they tell you it's the cover yeah, yeah. So I had done um have you heard of Der Spiegel it's basically like time magazine of Europe it's like everywhere in Europe and I had done a Pope drawing for them and um, Time Magazine saw that and really liked it. So, but first they contacted me and asked me to paint Edward Snowden. And all I was told was it's for the cover. And I was like, oh my gosh, I got my first cover for Time. Cause that, that's like, that's a game. That's way different than doing a spot inside. So I did Edward Snowden. I knocked it out of the park and they were blown away by it. And they were like, they're like, wow, we're so happy with this. Would you like to do another cover? And so I said, oh, yeah. So I here I am thinking I'm doing two covers. I'm like, I'm doing a Pope cover, and that's all I'm thinking. I don't know it's for this huge cover, you know. I had to go to Vegas uh, to do uh, a workshop, and it was me and a bunch of Pixar artists. And there are a bunch of my friends out. They work on all these Pixar movies. And a little something about Pixar artists, they like to party, Okay. Like Pixar, the kids' movies. Yes, and these, these, these artists are the people they who will illustrate drink you under the table. <laughs> like the yeah. people illustrating like Monsters Inc. or Toy Coco Story, and uh, yeah, Soul. exactly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm in Vegas. I do workshops, and and then all day long you're signing books, posters, doing little demos, whatever. And then at night it's all like, you know, partying with Pixar guys. And uh, some of them are so drunk, I have to help them walk them to their hotel. Like, I'm not. I'm telling you, bro, this is not your hotel. You know, you can go in Vegas. You go, 
every hotel is connected and they all look the same. And I'm like, bro, I'm telling you, this is not your hotel. You're staying in the same one with me. And then the next day they were like, you were right, man. I ended, I don't know where I, you know, how I ended up there. And, but anyways, we're partying a lot. And then I would go back to my hotel room and sketch the Pope, you know? So I'm in my, I'm in my hotel room and my wife is an artist as well. So I would sketch, work on my sketches and I would send them to her. Like, what do you think? Do you think, how do you think this is looking? She's like, oh, this is great. Um, the one thing about the Pope is he's kind of got an underbite and when he smiles, he kind of always like, he's got like this look and they didn't, they were like really nervous about that. They wanted me to, can you make it look nicer? And so they showed me some pictures of him from the side that they liked, but I had no front views. So the front view I had, he's got this big goofy grin. So I had to look at the side views and try to create how that would look from the front. So it was pretty challenging. Huh. But anyways, I got my head sketch, my likeness, approved from Time Magazine while I'm in Vegas partying with Pixar. Um, every morning, slight hangover. It, I was there th th for, I think, three days. And then still sketching the Pope. The, you know, the trip is over. I fly back to Chicago. I've got a day and a half. The, the, it got approved. I have a day and a half now to paint the Pope. So, and part of the reason why we were partying so hard is they're all like, Siler's got two... Time Magazine covers. So so my Pixar friends were like celebrating. Like this is a huge deal. So when we get back to, when I get back to Chicago, I've got only like a day and a half. I just, just killing it. You know, no sleep hardly. Finish the painting. Then I get a call. Oh, after I send it in, Time Magazine goes, um, we're, we're like, this is really good. We really love it. We're like 90% sure that it's going to run as the cover. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, now all of a sudden I'm, like, so confused. Um, what I didn't know was they hired several other artists to paint the Pope. So it wasn't just me. And so now not only do they not know who's going to be the person of the year, they don't know if it's going to be the Pope or Miley Cyrus because she was actually one of the nominees. Do you remember the other nominees? You said <sighs> Edward like Snowden was one of them. That's why I did Edward Snowden. Oh, I see. So I didn't even know that that was – I thought that was for a different cover. Right. You know, because they didn't communicate it. And so. Wait, so Edward Snowden, Miley Cyrus, the Pope, Pope Francis. Yeah. And there was a bunch of others. I don't remember. Like, it was like a crazy list. But Time Magazine doesn't know. They they ultimately decide at the end, but there's like a vote, people vote and everything. So not only do they not know, but also I didn't know that I'm also competing with like five or more other artists who have also painted the Pope. And your own sketch and, of uh, your yeah. own painting of Snowden. Yeah, exactly. So so now so at the time when they say we're like 90% sure you got this, uh I was confused by that. I didn't make any sense. Um then my agent like called me and goes, "You know, Jason, I think the cover that you just worked on is for the person of the year cover." And I was like, "Are you serious?" Like cuz that's the first time I ever even contemplated that cuz I didn't I didn't really know when they did that. And I was just, now I'm like, "Oh my gosh." This is crazy. Then I got a text or a phone call, I can't remember, saying uh, from time, saying you're going to want to watch the Today Show in the morning at 7 in the morning, uh, which is 6 in the morning here, I think. Yeah, that's right. So I knew then, holy shit, I just got the person of the year cover. For either Edward Snowden or Pope No, I, I knew it was the Pope. 
at that point because I because I, they they had said they had let me know the Pope was uh, got it. So I my wife and I went to um uh I can't remember what the name of the restaurant is right now this tapas restaurant in uh not topless tapas uh in Chicago and we went and celebrated. We had a couple bottles of wine, got this great food. Um, and we just celebrated like crazy. Okay. Go home, wake up with a terrible hangover and check the news. I got the person of the year cover. So it's just like unreal and no joke within not even an hour, I get my first media call from like CBS or whatever in Chicago. Can we come over and interview you? So I'm like, Honey, the news is coming over, and she starts. We both have a hangover, running around the house trying to clean the apartment up or whatever, and you know, and uh, and then two more people came over that day, and I'm like, and then it, that's what lasted for four and a half, five weeks was like, Telemundo came over one day, and they didn't even announce it. Like most people would call first, Telemundo just showed up at my house one day, just like, you know, and they're just there, just like. I'm like, what's going on? They're like, you know, you painted the papa, and they came in and. So it was a really crazy time. Um, but all that to say, like, to, to get back what you're saying is about how many covers I ended up doing for them is every year now, uh, you, usually every year for um, since then, Time Magazine will call me around that time and they'll give me a portrait. And I'm like, oh, this is for person of the year. Hmm. But now I know that just because I'm painting this doesn't mean that it's going to be the cover. And they might, they might, I might be competing against like five other artists painting the same person. Wow. So I've done maybe five other paintings for Time Magazine, maybe, maybe seven more. Right. Cause Pope Francis was 2013. Yeah. So it's been eight years. And then 2021, you got yeah. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Yeah. And so even with that, like I wasn't sure. If right. It was, and they, they, they uh, let me know an hour before they announced it on, on the news. They were like, they wrote me this letter. Uh, Congratulations, you got your second person of the year cover, and I was, I couldn't believe it, dude. I can't believe how just, coy Time Magazine is. Like, maybe you got to <laughs> check the news. I, they just don't want anything to get out. Right. They're so nervous about it. But um, that makes sense. So I've done a lot of covers for them, but a lot of them haven't been seen because, and it's not against the artwork. It's like I, you know, it's it's uh, you know, someone else was chosen, and I happened to not be the person that was asked to paint them. But then what they end up doing is they'll use that painting usually inside. Interesting. So, so like they'll have like the the top ten people, and so if I don't get the cover, it, it'll still be published inside. Um, Who are the other people that you painted as potential people of the year? Um, oh gosh, I feel really bad about this because I cannot think of their names. Um, one of them was this. Um, uh, He's, I think, a Palestinian journalist that was murdered. Um, or maybe he was Iranian. I cannot remember right now. Uh, w- one of my favorite paintings, actually, because I did this, like, really bold red background. And he had, you know, like, um, his head, um, I don't know what you call it, with the, the bandana. Jamal Khashoggi? <laughs> that actually might be the name. Um, the Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that's who it is. Yeah, he's got, right. like, that, that I saw that awesome painting. Yeah, okay. Thank you so much. You know it way more than I do. Um, that's actually one of my favorite paintings, and I was so bummed because that would have been a really cool cover. Right. It just looked, I mean. It's very striking. Yeah. Um, I also painted the president of, 
uh, I think it was president of Kurdistan. Um, and that painting also was, um, that painting actually went viral. Mm. Um, even though that didn't end up on the cover, it was inside. And my fan, like right now I've got like 175,000 fans on my fan, my Facebook fan page. At that time I had like maybe 20, 30,000 people following me. And I think by the end of that day or two or three days, I had like 60 to 80,000 more people just like that. All because of that painting. It just went viral because the people in Kurdistan, like he's like a hero to them and everything. So, um, and then I started seeing people like people were sending me pictures of, they, they put their, it's on their phone case. It's on, they've got t-shirts of my painting. And so that was really surreal, man. So people from Kyrgyzstan yeah, were yeah, yeah. following you on Facebook. Yeah. Like it was, it's kind of weird, man. Uh, but there's been a few, like I did Merkel. I did, um, Angela Merkel, the, yeah. Yeah. British. Angela, uh, German. German chancellor. German. And I did, um, I did the, I'm blanking on what they call it, but the, um, Oh, it, it was called Guardians of the Year. I, I painted all these people right. swearing in um, uh, for the impeachment trial. So there's been a bunch. Um, that one, didn't that one end that up one on the cover? That one did publish, yeah. Yep, that one did. Um, and then the Merkel one I did, funny enough, some other magazine ended up paying me to put that on the cover of their magazine. So I got paid double for that one. So Time didn't use it, but a different magazine got to use it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Which, which magazine did that end up I going to? I don't even know, dude. <laughs> it's like... Uh, it's it's not it wasn't like a, you know, it's it's so funny because everyone always talks to me about like all the famous magazines like mm-hmm. Mad Magazine or whatever, but there are so many publications like I just did a portrait recently, um, uh, that I it's I'm really happy with it uh, portrait of this of this um, African American professor I think or president of a university or something like that, and I really love the way the painting turned out, and um. And I put this like red velvet curtain behind him and it just looked really cool. And I can't even tell you the magazine. It's like some, I've never heard of it before, mm. you know, <laughs> but they, they pay me and I paint it and I've, I've done a lot. I've, I, I, I've done thousands of paintings um, at this point. And so many of them are like for whatever, we're so-and-so buckaroo, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> like, just pay me, man. You know, so um, it, it kind of, you you remember the big ones, obviously, you know, like every once in a while, like like I did something for DC Comics this past summer and I was like a little school kid. I was so excited, man, because I got to paint Batman. I, had, I got to paint Bruce Wayne when he was a kid with his parents before they got whacked. And it's basically supposed to be like a painting that you would imagine hanging above their fireplace in their mansion. Mm. And even though it wasn't Batman, that was a fun, I was like, dude, I'm painting, you know, cause I was a huge Batman fan when I was a kid. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm doing a Batman painting right. for DC comics. Nine year old Batman. Yeah. You know, it, that, that was a really, you know, that those are the kind of jobs where you're like kind of nerding out. You did, you know? uh, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. as the genie fr- from Aladdin, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> like before they cast Will Smith when they were still deciding. Yeah. You yeah. get you get a lot of commissions where they're still deciding, huh? Yeah, like that 
that job's weird. I actually have done a few of those where um, movie company will like so officially or unofficially. I don't know how you explain. I, I worked on that movie, I guess, in a way. Aladdin. Um, yeah. So they didn't know who they were going to cast yet, and part of my job was they wanted Robert Downey Jr. to play the part. Huh. So they wanted me to paint him so they could show it to his agent. See, see how cool this would be. So maybe it's my fault. Maybe it was. <laughs> maybe it was so shitty that that's why. But um, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. is like, oh, I don't think so. Look at that, <laughs> you know. But so but, do uh, they have someone else painting? Th- Will there was Smith a bunch of people. Um, when when um, it's funny when I got the job. First of all, I only had two days. To do both, I, had, I did a, excuse me, I did two paintings for them of Robert Downey Jr. And I had two days of just kind of what could he look like as a genie? And I'm trying to keep it realistic, but also has the, have the feeling of the original movie. Um, but again, there's only so much you can do in two days. So I'm trying my best to like, uh, the, the truth is, is give me a couple weeks and I'll fucking do some crazy stuff. But that's just not the way it works. You know, they, they have a certain, you know, they paid me a day rate. So, you know, I, I made decent money. Uh, but that was it. It's over. It's gone, you know. But there was, I got to see files of some of the other work that other artists had done. And some of them were really cool. Like The Rock was up for it, which I thought would have been the way better than Will Smith, in my opinion. The Rock as the genie, that'd be hilarious. He already looks like the genie, you know. Um and I saw someone do a concept drawing of that. I'm like, oh, that's that's it's got to be The Rock. So I'm doing um, Robert Downey Jr. And um, I tried my best to make it look cool and everything. And it was fun. And the same thing happened for Cats, that awful movie that came out. Um, originally, they they originally it was supposed to be Anne Hathaway uh, as the lead. I think I think maybe it was uh, Taylor Swift. Maybe I, I think is. The lead in the movie? I don't know. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I've seen the trailer. I've heard about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, It was funny because you're saying that, but as you said, unofficially, you worked on the movie. Yeah. Well, and and they were like, so we want Anne Hathaway. We we want her to to look just like a real cat, but we also want it to look like Anne Hathaway still. It's like, what the? So (laughs) So on some level, they think that Anne Hathaway... Just naturally looks like a cat. No, I think that my job was to to make it happen. And so, like, I looked at all these, had all this reference of cats, and then I, what I started doing was I started painting a portrait of Anne Hathaway, and then I just started painting cat features into her face, and I did a few different versions where one, you know, the nose and like, you know, how how you can like make the human nose come to the point where you can make it look like a cat nose and then have the cat mouth. But there's versions with a cat mouth, versions with her regular mouth. And it was, and all the fur and everything. And um, I did versions of her smiling, but then it's like the canines and all that stuff. It was a really weird job. It was very <laughs> strange. And I was like, I don't know if this is good. But they they seemed to like it. And then the movie came out and it, she, Again, she said no. <laughs> she probably was like, "That is too creepy." <laughs> um, but yeah, I've 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 gotten to work on other movies too. Like I I worked on Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland. I did a bunch of the character designs, and those did make it in the movie. Most well, a few of them made it into the movie, like the Tweedles and the Queen and 
the Bandersnatch monster and stuff like I that. I really like that so, one. I thought it looked awesome. Thanks, man. That's, like, surreal. That's so surreal. Like, when you... I still remember when I saw the trailer for the first time. I was like, oh, my gosh. That's my... Like, I'm obsessed with sharks. And one of the things I did with the Bandersnatch, I did a couple versions of them. One of them, I just gave him rows of teeth, like a shark. And in the trailer, it shows him jump and roar. And you see all these rows of teeth. I'm like, ah. Oh. That's my idea. They, they used it. You know, it's pretty awesome. That's cool. That'll be yeah. your kid's one and a half right now. Yeah. Well, I have a, dude, I have an 18 year old, a 15 year old, a four year old and a year and a half old. Okay. Yeah. So all girls. And w Any of them at the age, I feel like the 18 year old might be too old for animated Alice in Wonderland. Well, they, not they, they saw shark it. teeth. They saw it when it came out. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and they, you know, when, and then when we got it on Blu-ray or whatever, they'd, they would, you know, that's daddy's stuff. You know, so there's a couple other movies like I've gotten to take them to that I worked on. And, and they, it's so cool because they want to wait and see the credit at the end. Like, so that those are good dad moments, you know, when they're like, I did this uh, movie. I think it's it's called Escape to Planet Earth. It's a, it's a fun, like alien type yeah, movie. Yeah. And um, there's a scene in it where I got hired to paint Steve Jobs, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, the the guy that runs Pixar and the Google guys and somebody else. And there's like a villain in the movie. And I basically painted the villain with all these different people. And there's a scene where they show these like newspapers slapping on the ground, like headlines. And every one of the newspapers is one of my paintings. Oh, wow. So um, it's kind of fitting because I've done a lot of newspaper covers. So basically it just looked like my newspaper covers in a movie. And the scene is like 15 seconds long where it's like, Bam, bam, bam. And there's like, there's my art. This, it's so cool. Um, I spent weeks and weeks and it, it's like a 10 second clip. Uh, but then at the very end, there's my name and my daughters are like, oh, you know, they got to take a picture out front with the poster. <laughs> but it's like, you know, that those those kind of moments are pretty cool, man. I like that kind of stuff. That's I still awesome. I still get excited when I have a cover out and I go to like a Target or something and there it is. It's like, oh, it's so weird. I started off by doing like gift jobs, you know, like someone would pay me a hundred bucks to draw their grandpa and I would spend weeks on a drawing for a hundred bucks and like it just, that's how it started. And then it's just reputation and it sounds kind of crazy, but I never really had a plan. But I was around art my whole life and it was kind of really the only thing that I knew and understood. Like I just thought, oh, everyone's and this is what we do. And I became obsessed with it to the point of, like, when I was a kid, I, I really didn't have very many friends. And all I did was draw. Like, my parents would try to get me to go outside and play, and I'd get bored and come in and draw. I had a full-on art studio when I was in elementary school. Like, I had a huge drawing table, and I was drawing nudes at a very young age. My dad had, like, these real art books that I would just draw from. So I was, like not normal. I just basically kept doing it and eventually doors started opening and I just went through them. Um, I did go to art school, but that was after I was already a professional illustrator. Um, and it, and it, 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 it was um, out of desperation, really, when I went to art school because I was so stressed out with deadlines because I was self-taught that I thought, well, maybe if I took an illustration class, 
uh, or something that it would help me be able to speed up my process. Um, I was wrong. <laughs> it really, um, and, and I, and I wasn't able to take a class they, they wanted me to enroll full time. So that was kind of crazy because I had a one-year-old daughter and I was working as a professional illustrator and now I'm trying to go to college full time. I basically, I went to art school for two years and really all I did was my gen eds. Like I was there in art school, but I did, you know, I had essay writing classes and speech classes and math and science anatomy and um, a lot of like writing classes and stuff like that, which actually really did help out with my art career. But the only art classes I did were like fundamentals, which I could have taught blindfolded. And all of my teachers would be like asking me all the time, like, why are you here? What are you doing and it was sort of annoying and discouraging because, you know, it's costing me a lot of money and it's a lot of hard work. And I had this at that time, I thought, well, you know, if I get a degree, it's really going to help me to just be super successful. And I thought I really needed that degree. What, what had so, you done up to that point? Like going into art school, what were the professional illustration credits that you had at that point? Um, Time magazine. I had already worked for Time I had worked on a film for Vince Vaughn called The Breakup that was filmed in Chicago. I did some artwork for that movie. I worked for Budweiser. Gosh, I think maybe the Wall Street Journal. A few other publications. It wasn't like a ton, but it was enough that I was working, you know. But I, I ended up realizing I went to New York with uh, an illustrator, a friend of mine, Tom Fluharty. He, he invited me to come with him, and I got accepted into this art show there. And so he was in the show as well. And uh, so he decided to take me to New York, and he introduced me to all these art directors. And um, I was meeting art directors from Rolling Stone, Time Magazine, you know, The New Yorker. And every one of them was like, your work is awesome. And then every one of them was also like, why are you going to art school? <laughs> and I started asking myself that and I started realizing that I don't really need a degree. I, I already have the skill. I just need to get fucking busy. Basically what ended up happening too, when I got back from New York is I saw a cracked magazine, uh, downtown in a newsstand and I couldn't believe that cracked magazine was still around. I don't know if you know what that is, but you know what mad magazine is, right? Okay. So cracked magazine is kind of like a ripoff of mad. That Man, I hope you're not still trying to get work with them. Oh no, no, no. No, 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 that, that's, they're long gone. Um, they don't, I don't even think they exist anymore. <laughs> but basically, I saw one of their covers downtown, and I couldn't believe how terrible it was. Uh, and I just kind of wrote this letter to, uh, that they, and this is, this is when you actually were writing letters, okay? This is back in the 1900s. And um, I sent a letter, I said, hey, uh, I, I saw this this new cover. I didn't know you guys were even still around, but um, I, I think it's pretty terrible. <laughs> I basically told him, like, I figure you guys could use some some art and I could use uh, the exposure getting some published work. Uh, it's hard to get the art director's attention if you don't have anything published. It's like a Catch-22 type thing. So um, they wrote me back, actually, and said, we really like your work. Would you like to do the next cover? And I couldn't believe it worked. And then they said, and by the way, I'm the one that did the last cover that, you know, 
Ugh. That was terrible. And it was the art, the editor is the one that did the cover. But he wasn't an artist and he admitted, and he, he basically was like, I appreciate how honest you were. And so I got to do the next two covers for them. The, the first one I did for them was um, a, an American Idol cover, and it's terrible. Like, I look back at it now, I'm like, oh, my God, what was, what was I? I was so cocky because that was a terrible cover. But, um, you know, <laughs> karma, I, they didn't pay me for, like, two years. So, you know, but what happened was because of that experience, I, I started going to, like, Barnes & Nobles and, you know, uh, Borders and stuff, and I, uh, for those of you, uh, those were those those are bookstores, and they actually have books there. You know, I've magazines. Been to a Barnes and Noble. You've been to, How you've young been to do you think I am? <laughs> I'm just I don't know, man. But a lot of people are like what's Barnes and Nobles. Um, but uh, so, anyways, I started going and I started like purposely looking for like the the, the shitty magazines. You know, the ones that are like, um, like black and white only. Like they can't even afford color. <laughs> so. I started looking through, through those kind of magazines for anything that's illustrations and and I started writing down their contact info. So I started basically sending all my work to these crappy magazines and I got tons of work. It really worked, but it was terrible pay. <laughs> it's funny you say like they didn't pay you for two years. You're doing the cover of their magazine. Yeah. I, as a consumer of magazines, knowing nothing about the world of illustration, you know, you're in a convenience store, you see a row of magazines. Yeah. You assume the people who did the cover got paid. Yeah. Well, the the thing with Cracked Magazine is that I didn't know at the time is they were not doing well. And the the guy was, a, his name was Dick Tulpa or Dick something. He's a dick. Okay. I don't know his whole name. But anyways, um, they ended up going bankrupt. And what ended up happening was these younger guys right out of college bought Cracked Magazine. And um, when they bought Cracked Magazine, they contacted me right away to do artwork for the new branded version that they were doing. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I didn't even get paid for the stuff I did two years ago or whatever. And, and now I'm, I'm doing like, you know, real magazines now. Like I don't even care about Cracked anymore at that point. And uh, they, they said, we'll pay you right now. So they, they actually paid me. I never would have got paid because the guy was kind of um, a slime bag. Um, and then I actually did maybe, I don't know, maybe five or more commissions for the new Cracked. And then I think they just went under. <laughs> so then, you know, but um, but it's it's funny that you say that because, you know, one of the, one of the, the most um, frustrating things about this industry is that, um, like, for example, and nothing against Time Magazine. They are a huge client of mine, and I've some of my most well-known work was covers for Time, and the art director is amazing. But that has nothing to do with the accounting department. When I did, in 2013, I did the, the cover, Person of the Year cover was Pope Francis. That cover is one of the biggest covers in the world. It was seen by billions of people. I didn't know what. I wasn't expecting what happened to me next. Like I was on, like every single media came to my house. I was on the news constantly. You couldn't get in a taxi cab in Chicago without seeing my stupid face on the screen. I was getting recognized at Targets. I went into this, my favorite Mexican restaurant in my neighborhood and, and everyone that worked there, they were like, you painted the Papa. <laughs> and I was like, I did, you know? I didn't get free tacos though, that's that a bummer. But it was a crazy time. And 
for about five weeks or more, it was like constantly media interviews. And doing the person of the year cover for time is like, is like, uh, as an illustrator, it's kind of like maybe winning like an Academy Award or something. It's a big deal. And um, it it was something that I, I still can't believe happened. And I'm lucky enough, I, I actually have done, an, a, I did my second person of the year cover last year. President. Uh, Biden and Kamala. And I'm not even sure, to be honest, how many illustrators out there have done the person of the year twice. So it's a huge honor that I don't take for granted. But when I was, when I did the Pope cover, I was struggling to pay my rent that month. Because what happens is, you know, you're constantly taking on illustration work. And, you know, even though I'm, I'm busy and I'm working on deadlines, that doesn't mean that you're getting paid anytime soon. You know, they, they contact you and they're like, you know, like Rolling Stone magazine, for example, every single painting I've done for Rolling Stone, I've gotten two days tops to do the painting. They want it like that. And like I did one of Rick Ross. That was a one day turnaround. They contacted me. I started sketching at five in the morning. The final was due at six that night. Okay. I don't get paid for like a month. Right. So when I did the Pope one, I'm waiting for checks to come in from previous jobs. It's very stressful. Here I have like the most famous cover in the world right now. And I'm like, how am I going to pay my rent? And it actually took three, maybe three and a half months for them to pay me for that. But that's because they set up these deals, you know, with the agents and everything else. It's a 90 day payout. And it's like, dude. And here in my mind, I'm thinking, wouldn't it be amazing if I got just 1% of the sales of that magazine? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so that's like the reality of illustration, though, is you don't know when the next job's coming. And then when you get the job, you don't know when you're getting paid. And so, like, I've kind of been doing this thing the last few years, which my agent was for a while was like, this is a big no-no. You can't, you know, we don't do this. It's not how things work. And after being with my agent for, I think we've been together, like, 12 to 15 years now, now it's more like, no, listen. I don't do this job unless I get half up front. That's what I require, half up front. And it's actually been working. <laughs> but you would think that that would be an obvious thing, but most publications won't budge on that. But once you start getting bigger and have a bigger reputation, I think you can have a little bit more leeway. But it, it can be hard, man. <laughs> it can be very stressful, you know? Yeah, I... When the check came in f eventually from Time Magazine for mm -hmm. that Pope Francis cover, were you, did you feel secure? Uh, everything probably just went to bills, <laughs> like immediately, you know what I mean? But, you know, other checks come in in between, you know, but that's, that's the thing is it's, you know, every once in a while I'll get like a huge job, like an advertisement job that is like, like ridiculous. Like last last uh, year, I got a, a massive editor or advertisement job, and I was able to buy a home with a job. I was like, you know what? I'm I want to buy a, I want a home. I'm tired of renting, and so, you know, that was amazing, right? And you try and every once in a while, I'll get another job like that, and you try to just put it aside for cushion. But then when things come along, like the pandemic and different things. It's like, oh, and I got to dip into this because, it, you know, during the pandemic, work got way slow. And all of a sudden it's like, all right, well, you know, <laughs> like what's going on here? Like you start panicking and 
And my wife, you know, she's she's a realtor, but she's really she's new at it. But she's mostly a stay-at-home mom, and I've got two babies that she takes care of. So it's all on me. <laughs> like I'm the one out there. Like I got I got to take care of business. So sometimes it can be like crazy overwhelming. But you know what feels good is when you're in that situation, and all of a sudden your agent calls and says, "Hey, I got a, I got a painting for you. Uh, it's due next week. It's eight grand. You want it? Like yeah, yeah, I fucking want it." And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know, there's like that relief. And then and you get a little bit of time to hopefully get another one and then another one and build up. And then you start to slowly get that cushion back up. And then you can be like, okay, you know, now uh, we can we can put Netflix on again, you know, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> but it's 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 not it is kind of stressful because it's not a consistent thing. And um Can it ever be? Like it, do, you, do you there has been times. Like, but I'm still trying to figure it out, man. <laughs> Do illustrators ever get staffed? Like, this is the Time Magazine illustrator. This is the Economist illustrator. Uh, that's a good question. There, there. I mean, I don't think officially, but magazines get kind of clicky. Where, you know, for example, there's this uh, political magazine that I'll I'll do f like kind of like funny caricature stuff for. They're the Washington Examiner, and um, they uh, they basically use me and two other guys for their covers. Every once in a while, they'll use someone else, but mostly it's us on a rotation because they know that we're all really good and we can all deliver. They, their deadlines are like two days for the cover, and so. In a way, we're kind of like staff artists. Like, they treat us really well. They pay us like, like a lot. Like, they don't. They like literally pay like I think a week later, which is unheard of. So, every time I get a job from them, I'm like, yes, this is great because it's like a quick. Only takes two days, and then I'm gonna get a nice check. It's like okay. And then t magazines like Time Magazine, they they also have. Like there's Tim O'Brien, he's a great illustrator. There's me. Um, there's there's a handful of artists that they use regularly throughout the year. Um, How often would you say you've illustrated for Time? How many covers have you done at this point? Uh, for Time Magazine, I've done one, two, three. Wait, one. I think I've done like five or six covers for them. And then I've there's a couple covers I did for them also that ended up not running because the news story changed. Like I did a really, one of my favorite covers ever I did of Donald Trump, and I was so excited for this to cover to come out, and it never came out. It's the one with him pulling the elephant, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Good, good, uh, you, you did your research. Um, yeah, that's one of my favorite covers. Um, and I was, I couldn't wait for that to come out. And I put so much work into that cover. Um, what was the uh, news event that, like the emergency that superseded the, the oh, elephant? I have leg? no idea. I have no idea. I I just remember, you know, when things like that happen, it's like a kick in the gut. Like you just feel so bummed, because then you, usually you get a kill fee as well, so you don't even make the full amount. Mm. So you put all this, dude. It's called kill fee. Yeah, they call it a kill fee. That's yeah. pretty brutal. Yeah, and and you know I was really proud of that piece too because, you know, 
is like a realistic Donald Trump, you know, like, and what I mean by that is it wasn't caricatured. It was like, you know, real, he was like pulling this rope and, and then this elephant leg is so detailed, <laughs> like, cause the leg fills up most of the magazine. So you, you can't, if you've got a realistic Donald Trump, that's like only a few inches tall on the cover, but the whole thing is mostly this huge elephant leg and you got the realistic Trump pretty detailed, that leg's got to be even more detailed because you're seeing it so close up. So I was like in there painting every crack, every little thing and uh, all the texture in the toenails of the elephant. And, and I was so excited for this to come out because I'm like, dude, this is going to get me more work. That's what you're thinking. Like, this is going to, it's like in comedy, right? You do a good set somewhere. Someone sees you they're like, Hey, you got to go do this show, right? That's how it works. It's the same thing in illustration. And and then when it gets canned, and here's the thing, I did that cover, I think, in 2000, early 2017, I think. Okay. So here's the thing. Now I can't enter it in competition shows like Society of Illustrators or American Illustration or Communication Arts. I can't enter it because I'm not allowed to show it yet because they still might use it at some point. Uh-huh. So this artwork is in prison. It's in a timeout. I can't show it. I can't, I can't say anything about it, nothing. So I rely on every single job I do to get another job, right? And, and here's the thing. Trump loses the election. One of the first things I did was write Time Magazine. Can I share that artwork now? Because you're not going to use it now, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, you, you, you can use it. And it's like, oh, thanks. But now I, I still can't enter it because... I did it in 2017, and these competitions won't let you enter anything unless it's the year of the competition. So basically, it's just a throwaway piece of art that I can't win any awards with or anything. And for me, awards and all these different things aren't about having something shiny on your shelf. It's all about the next job. So that sucks when that happens. And that kind of thing happens a lot. You know, there's – I've done tons of covers – well, now I wouldn't say tons. I've done at least 10 covers maybe for Der Spiegel, that German magazine. And I think only three of them have been published. And like, for for example, one of them, to give you an example, the Pope cover, the Pope I was telling you about that I did for them, they only gave me a day to do it. And the editor was stressed out. Uh, because he, this, this is for the German magazine yeah. they give you a day. Yeah, it was a it was a last minute thing, and um, the 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 editor was like super stressed out. The editor was telling, or the art director was telling me, "Listen, um, he doesn't he doesn't believe that you're going to be able to do something high quality enough in this amount of time, but I have convinced him that you can." And so now I'm like having to work on it being stressed out the whole time, like, is it going to be good enough? And I had already told him that because I only have a day, what I'll do is I'll do a really awesome tight drawing. It's going to be, it'll look great. It's not going to be a painting, but it's going to be a really nice drawing. It'll look really cool. And she trusts me. But what ended up happening was while I'm working on it, the art director is, or the the editor has thrown together a, um, a uh, mock cover just in case my he, he didn't believe that I was going to be able to do it on time which is kind of like I've never let you down before you know so he put together this mock cover of a, and it was a photo 
of the Pope. And what ended up happening is he had been looking at that for the for the last couple of days and he ended up liking the way that looked so much that when they saw my artwork that I did get on time and it was good quality, he was like, I really kind of just used to this color, this uh, photo version. So that's what the, editor, the art director had to tell me. And I'm like, oh, great. So again, kill fee and it doesn't get used. And then another one was um, – I got called and said, hey, Nelson Mandela's not doing well. He's uh, he's probably not going to make it in the next month or so. We would like to, you to do an obituary painting of him. Um, something real beautiful and powerful, colorful, um, something just that's just, you know, really captures him, all this kind of stuff. And it's I know it's kind of a sad job to have to work on because I'm like knowing like this guy's going to die. That's what I'm painting it for. And I finished the painting and they said, can you do another version where you have his eyes closed? So there's, I, I did another version where I painted his eyes shut and then he's like all peaceful looking. And um, they were like, this is beautiful. We really love it. Um, and now it's just like, oh, now we just got to wait for him to die. Um, so an, another, my artwork is not going to be seen unless he dies basically. So it's like, it's one of those things where I'm excited to be able to share this art with the world, but, <laughs> but on account of this great man dying, you know? So, you know, it's kind of a strange thing to be put in. But then what ends up happening is he dies and I'm like, you know, oh, so my cover's going to come out. And so I wait to hear from them. I don't hear anything. And then I see their cover and they use a black and white photo of him. That's not even the greatest photo. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? I did this beautiful, full, like, full-color portrait of the guy, painting. And you're using a terrible black-and-white photo? But that's that's the world. Like, they, you know, the editor is God. And, um, you know, it's – and it was just crazy. It's another one of those things where I get a kill fee. And I'm like, that killed myself to do that job. And so now, um, like, for example, now when I get called by that client – um, cause that there was been a couple times where I did that. I was like, I told my agent, I'm not working with him ever again. You know, if they want, you know, we have to change things. So basically like, so now there, we have a deal where like, if they contact me, there is no kill fee. If you hire me to do something, I'm, I don't care if you don't use it on the cover. Okay. But you're paying me. I just care about the pay, you know, <laughs> like I, I will use the artwork no matter what in my portfolio. I don't care if you've published it or not, but I got to get paid for the work. So cause I don't, I don't want to do this kill fee stuff anymore, you know? So I have to, I have to, you know, luckily I have an agent who kind of takes care of all this stuff for me, but a lot of the work I get also is, it doesn't go through my agent. It just comes directly to me. And then I have to like handle all that stuff. And if the job's too crazy, um, even though it might be a client that I got on my own, like years ago, even before I had my agent, I've had jobs where I just pass it to my agent and he, and I'm I'm willing to 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 uh take a percentage out just so that I don't have to deal with all the paperwork and and a lot of times he'll get me more money. You know. <laughs> That's the nice thing. You said it took you you did the Trump cover in 2017, the the particular one with the elephant and then when he lost the election you wrote them saying can we use that? But until then they were holding it lock and key. Yeah. So for three years, 
uh, they were holding the well the i have the artwork right but like in terms of being able to release it yeah because the idea of that cover was it, it, it was like you know supposed to symbolize trump um trying to get the, the republican party to really move with him so the elephant leg symbolizes the republican party and you know he's got this rope trying to come with me you know and that was the idea. And they're like, oh, there's going to be plenty of times where this will be relevant. But mm -hmm. it never happened. So, so yeah, in that three years, I had to just sit there and be like, man. I ended up doing another Trump cover for them that did get published. It was a caricature cover with him and Pelosi. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's, that was a bummer one. <laughs> Are you ever concerned that, like, after he lost the election, assuming he runs again in – couple of years yeah that they might have been like okay 2023 time to run this we would have run this cover if you hadn't no 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 they'll just they would just ask just do, it's it's like to it's it i don't think they'd be interested in using something that's older you mm -hmm. know um but um he will run again and he's probably gonna win i'm just saying <laughs> I'm just, I have this bad feeling, <laughs> you know, like, like I, I keep thinking about it. I'm like, we're not done with this guy, are we? Um, but the funny thing is, is people, I, I've gotten so much crap from people because like I've, I've been drawing and painting Donald Trump since like 2008, maybe hmm. I, I've done like several publications before he was president. And when he became, first of all, I didn't think he was going to become president. Like, I couldn't believe when that happened. I was in shock. But part of me was excited because Donald Trump is so much fun to draw and paint. And, like, even when I wasn't, like, doing a commission, I would just do a drawing or painting of, of Donald Trump just because I, I was practicing and I love to see what I can do with his face. And I would post, oh, here's a doodle or a sketch. And people would be like, oh, gross. How can you stand drawing at him? It's like, are you kidding? It's like like in, in comedy. Like I've got a couple little things, a couple bits where I, I do a little Donald Trump impersonation. And it's because it's funny. And I love his voice. He's hilariously crazy. But just like the same thing with drawing. It's like, um, I don't know. It's like, and also a caricature is supposed to be, you know, having a laugh at someone. So it's like, of course I'm drawing Donald Trump. Like, I think he's he's absurd. Um, you know, most politicians, I most politicians are crazy and they're fun to draw, you know? Have you noticed how almost everyone that's in politics just looks weird? You know, it does something to their faces, you know? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> it twists them, you know? They all become the emperor from Star Wars, we you should, know? We should mention, though, right, the Pope Francis... Biden, Kamala Harris, the covers you did for Time mm -hmm. that are, you know, your work with arguably the most exposure, would you say? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I think so. They're paintings, they're portraits, but they're photorealistic. Yeah. I mean, I we have those Time magazines in our house, I think. Hmm. Uh, you know, when I was younger, nobody thought they were paintings. Everyone thought they were photos. <laughs> That's so weird. I, mean, I don't know why they would line, it, you know, the Biden one that you do is is Biden and then Kamala Harris 
yeah. in profile directly behind him. Yeah. I don't know why they'd line them up quite like that for in a photo shoot. That yeah. might be weird, but it works I, as an illustration. You know what's really funny about that? So I I did the, the so the year that I was asked to paint Angela Merkel, um that one hurt. I'm not gonna lie. Um, because so the next morning, my wife and I are in Arizona, um, and um, I was there for some work thing. Actually, it was a great weekend, actually, because I got flown to this five-star hotel, and everything was taken care of. The, we, the amazing restaurants. Um, I, I got a haircut when I was there. Uh, it was gorgeous, mountains and everything. It was just a beautiful thing. Um we get to the hotel room and there's a basket with 10 bottles of red wine for us and flowers and all that. They treated us like rock stars. It was an amazing time. Um, and all I had to do on that trip was go to this event and sign prints to, of a painting I did. Like this company had me flew. It was, a, it was a, I was like, it felt like Mick Jagger. It was awesome, dude. And the whole time I'm like, you know, biting my nails because I know they're going to announce the time cover. And I had painted Ang Angela Merkel, and I was so proud of the painting. Excuse me. And um, they they gave me instructions. They gave me photos of her that weren't that great, and the bodies were terrible, like the poses, but they, they liked the face. And so I went and bought a red uh, woman's business coat and different things. And I posed my wife, got the lighting. I created this image from scratch and then you and had to place her face and make it all look natural. And, um, and then I painted it very realistic. That's what they wanted. They asked me to paint it as, as realistic as possible. Now, to be honest, like my Pope, people look at that and they go, oh, it's so realistic. It's really not. If you look at it close up, it is pretty loose and pretty painterly. Um, you can almost count the brush strokes on his face. It's it's just because it's shrunken down, it tightens more, and it looks even more real. And it's funny because people are like, I thought that was a photograph. And it's like, you can see all this texture and brush strokes, but it's different because I'm the artist, so I don't know what it's like to not have my mind and see it from a different... I don't know. So maybe it really does look photorealistic. But so anyways, this, this uh, Angela cover... They were happy with it. I was very proud of the work. I, my wife wakes me up the next morning. She got up before me, and she saw on the news they announced Person of the Year. And my wife's like, uh, Jason? I'm like, what? She's like, they did choose Angela Merkel. And I'm like, I got it. I got it. I, I did the Person of the Year again. That's what I, I'm thinking. Like, but they, it's not your painting. And I'm like, oh, no. And so I'm like, bum, because... I'm like, and then I go and I look, and it was painted by this Irish artist, and I'm blanking on his name right now, but I thought the painting was horrific. It was, it looked just sloppy and messy and very loose and painterly, which that's not, I think that's beautiful in paintings. And I prefer that, actually. I like to be more loose. But this one just looked like, crap it wasn't flattering at all and so maybe that's maybe time chose it for that reason. i have no idea why they chose that one well the artist is calling something by the way 
And I'm not not dogging him. I, he actually is a really good artist. That particular painting, he probably didn't have much time, is you know, and it looks. I, I just don't think it's very good. In fact, Saturday Night Live made fun of the painting. So I watched Saturday Night Live that night, and they had um, Chris. Uh, uh, what's her name? Um, Kristen Wiig. No, the little blonde, uh, the little blonde lady. Um, she's really good at impressions. I'm I can I cannot believe I'm blanking. Anyways, she's like, "Hi, I'm I'm Angela Merkel," and she's doing this whole thing like this, and uh, she's like, "Did you see me on the cover of Time Magazine?" Yeah, and she's like, "She's like, um, someone sent it to me on my email, you know," <laughs> and um, and she goes, "Yeah, it looks like matched." Uh, smashed oatmeal with two blueberries for eyes <laughs> or something. And that's what it looked like. And I just thought it was so funny that they were making fun of how messy the painting, it just looked like a mess, like, like sloshed around oatmeal with two blueberries. And so I started feeling much better in a way. I was confused why they went with that instead of mine. And all these big artists and illustrators that I know started like doing, like making fun of, of that cover and sending me things like, oh. like, because they they all were like, how did they choose that? And so it was kind of a weird thing. But I felt so bummed. And I, and I was like, did I, did I paint it too realistic? And and it, I don't know. And, and I, you know, it, it kind of, you know, you kind of get start getting in your head on it, you know. So when I did this Biden-Kamala cover, everybody's like, oh, it's so photorealistic. The thing is, so I actually um, – I have a, I did a podcast about about my cover, and I I wanted people to see I, I showed the process of the of the painting because I want people to see how loose and painterly it actually is. It's a hard thing about publication because they shrink things down to fit a magazine size, it, everything tightens. But like when you actually look at my painting up close, the eye is just like like you can see all the it's like scratchy almost brushwork and I was so happy and proud of that painting because um it's very painterly but when you see it on a glossy magazine mm. it's like oh that's a you know people I have so many people like oh I thought that I just thought that was a photograph I heard it ended up on a it, professional photography site or something like that uh, right you want to know recently um and this this pisses me off man like Facebook will block things and they won't and you they don't give you um a way to contact anybody to to fix the problem sure but facebook blocked my post of my me posting my own artwork and said that this is um copyright of some f photographer or something i'm like what are you talking about this is a I, i'm the guy that did it you know and i'm like and i'm like trying to contact facebook to like so I could repost because um, that that was actually recently. I got I, I got a notification that they removed one of my posts about my painting, and I'm like, you know, it's on my website and everything. It's and yeah, I did paint those from photographs that Time Magazine gave me, but I created a new composition and I hand drew it and painted it, uh, changed the lighting and everything else. So um, it's a weird thing, but I hate that about Facebook. It's like. You're going to block me from something, but I have no way to contact you? That's not cool. <laughs> Do you find it 
It's interesting. I think the average person, because, uh, you know, I can draw stick figures. That's about the extent of it. I think the average mm. person, if they were told their painting or whatever was photorealistic, would be flattered. But it seems to irk you, huh? Yeah, because I feel like people don't understand what it takes. Mm. And, and some people say to me, well, why don't they just use a photograph? And it's like, well, because a photograph can't do what I just did. Like, that, that's why they hire me to paint it. There's so many covers that I've done where people have said, I don't know why they, why don't they just use a photo because it's so realistic. And I'm like, you, first of all, you should see the reference I had to work from. Um, it was so bad that. The reference photograph. The, or photographs. Uh. Like sometimes I, have to, I use several references to create one image. Um, they hire me to make it look realistic you know, and I'm adding all my own color and all these different things. And, um, no, I, I have no problem, uh, with people thinking it looks photorealistic, but what ends up happening is a lot of people disregard it. They don't realize it's a painting. So they're just like, oh, that's just a photograph, whatever. And that's what bothers me. Cause it's like, no, I worked really hard on that. That is, you know, and so I've been doing, you know, when I have more control over a job, um, I I will try to be even more painterly and loose and show more brushwork um, because, you know, I just finished an album cover for a friend of mine in, in L.A. And uh, he composed the whole thing, how he posed himself, all stuff. And um, it looks really cool just even how he did it. And he was like, um, now I want you to paint that because I want to see the brushwork. And so I basically just copied what he did because that's what he wanted. I added some of my own things, but, but you know, it looks so much better when, it's, when there's like this nice expressive brushwork and, um, and it just has more life to it than a photo does. There's something about like seeing those brushstrokes. Um, and that's what I like. You know, I like my, my favorite way of painting is I want, someone to stand back from a painting and be like, wow, that's so real. But then when you step up to it, you're like, what? And it's just like kind of messy. Like that is cool. You know what I mean? That's, there's something about that, that, um, I don't know. It, it, like there's some, as an artist, you know, I'm always changing and I'm always growing and trying to challenge myself and push myself. And, you know, the more I paint, the more, like, you know, earlier I was telling you about, like, as a comedian, you, it's like you don't, it doesn't turn off. Like, like, um, you're hanging out with people, you're joking, having a good time, and you say something, and everyone starts laughing, you're like, oh, shit, what did I just say? And you try to write it down, and you don't want, you don't want to forget that. But you, you start, like, your life is, like, broken down into increments of bits. Like, there's a bit here, there's a bit there. Your daughter pooped her pants and then uh, wrote something on the wall, and you're like, okay, there's something there, whatever. Same thing with like illustration and, and painting and is like, like I cannot sit here with you and not look at all the shapes I'm seeing and the different shades and the, like, like the, the speaker there, like the rectangle, the angle I'm looking at it. And then the, the circle of the speaker there and the, just the different design elements. It's like, I can't turn it off. And I'm thinking all the time, what would I do to paint those shapes? And how would I, um, how would I, you know, capture like the texture of that bottle, for example, or whatever it is. So it doesn't stop. Do you see people's faces that way? Like when you look at them? Yeah. Yeah. I see your bone structure completely. 
Yeah, it's kind of weird. That's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's partially one of the best classes I had at the academy was an, an anatomy science class, and in that class we had to, for our midterms, we had to draw um, all two hundred six bones front and back anatomically correct. We had three hours. Everything had to be precise, exact measurements, full skeleton, everything, front and back. Um, and then for the final, we had to do the same thing, but then we had to take vellum and lay it on top. It was take what? Vellum paper. It's like a, it's kind of a see-through. It's, it's, it's kind of like tracing paper, okay. but it's a little thicker. And you have to lay that down on top and draw all the muscles on top of your skeleton, front and back, perfectly. And one thing's off, you go down a grade. Right. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It was really, it was really, I mean, and I, I did it like hundreds of times. I was just studying and studying and studying. Like I drew, I drew it over and over and over again. I can't tell you all the names of the muscles and bones right now. I know some of them. Mostly I, I pay attention to things like the zygomatic arch and, and the bones and the, the orbitals and, and, you know, that certain things like that. But you, you, what it does is it, you, you, and I, I don't even know how many thousands of people I've drawn and painted, but like you do it enough where you, it just becomes like second nature. Like, like lights hitting your face a certain way. The reason it is, is because of your, of your bone coming from right here to here. That that's why you have that, that, that highlight there. And, uh, you, you know, your face and your body is, is built from planes, different dimensional planes. And so, um, you know, like your your nose is coming out and forward. Like if you ever see a, a drawing of someone and their face looks flat, it's because the values aren't correct. So there's like, you know, it's there's there's all these different things that are important to know. But to me, it's like, it's just the way I like to explain it. Sometimes is it's like the Matrix. You know, at the at the end, how he sees everything. It's like that. Like you just kind of start to see it. You start to see. So like I don't know. I'm not an expert on on the anatomy of a bear. But I can look at a bear and, and draw it and I can I can even caricature it and um because I there's I know enough about anatomy that I can tell why it's looking the way it is and and it's it's also you know it's funny, like I have a really good friend of mine that does like these little demos and stuff, and I just noticed recently he's been doing these things where he's got this weird measuring tool. I don't know what you call it. It's, it's like this strange tool where he's it's like if you it's got these three marks and he's you do this and this and this and you put it here and you do this uh this is where the one eye would line up and then this is where the one thing and i was like that's weird like why don't you just look and draw you know that's kind of like my method is like like it's all about shapes and how they relate to one another like for example when i'm looking at you right now i'm looking at your right eye um it there is a shape from the corner of your eye to your nose that's that's a, a, a shadow it's like the negative space like think of think of the whites of your eyes uh, as negative shapes we're used to we just focus on the iris but what about the the, sh the shape of the whites of the eye if you draw the shapes of the white of the eye correctly you're going to get the whole shape of the eye perfectly right so you kind of you can kind of think of it that way where i'm, I'm looking at shapes of, of you know the distance between the top of the eye to the eyebrow what is that shape in there like um, the shape of a shadow from a crease of the nostril. I'm not thinking about the nostril. What's this shape? What's You know what I mean? So there's a lot of just thinking about things differently. You know, um, when I was trying to teach myself how to paint, my dad's 
um, an amazing painter. And everyone assumes that he taught me everything, but I kind of blew him off. And I was a teenager and I wanted to draw Ninja Turtles, you know. Uh, and so I didn't really, he didn't really directly, I mean, I learned from watching him. I watched him a lot, draw and paint. But um, I remember once something he said to me and it just stuck with me and it kind of changed everything is he told me painting a nose is no different than painting water. And I remember just being like, what the heck does that even mean? And I thought about it for a while. And then once I started painting, I started to realize what he meant. It's like some Mr. Miyagi shit. It's like, what it means is a, a painting is an illusion. There is no water. There is no nose. You know, it's like the matrix. There's no spoon, right? It's like painting, painting a nose and painting water is the exact same thing. It's just laying the correct brushstroke down with the correct value and temperature next to another correct brushstroke. It's like putting together, you're the one creating the puzzle. It's this piece goes next to this piece, like to this piece. Um, and when you put them all together, it looks like water. When you put them all together here, it looks like a nose. But they're just brushstrokes put together. And that's all painting is. Painting isn't drawing something and then filling it in with color. Hmm. It's it, that it's not like a coloring book. So if there's anything about painting that's magical, it's that. It's understanding that aspect of it. Um, that's why I also don't really care about political affiliation. Like right. there's artists that will only work, do left wing. There's artists that will only do right wing. You were getting shit for doing oh, man, I get, Biden. Yeah, I get from both sides. I get like... But I'm I'm like the way I look at it is this. If if it's if it's illustrating something that's just a terrible thing and I don't agree with, mm -hmm. um, like morally or something, I won't do it. But most I I think all politicians are garbage. Um, I don't like our government. I don't trust our government. I don't like our politicians. I think the left is just as bad as the right. Um, I'm more of in the middle in the middle politically about things, and I look at illustrating uh, covers for publication. They're right wing or left wing. It's all propaganda. That's all it is. Like New York Times, propaganda. Washington Examiner, propaganda. That's all it is. Um, they want you to think a certain way. That's what propaganda is. And, and I look at it as someone that's capturing a moment in history, like a photographer. Like, why did you draw Biden for this thing? Like, don't you know that this and this and this? No, this thing happened. It's a it, Biden is doing this thing, and this is illustrating that thing. It's a, it's it's like it's like taking a photo, but I'm illustrating it, and I'm putting a little humor into it or whatever it is. Um, and, but people can't handle it because people idolize people way too much. That's the problem. Like, you know, like people worship, they worship Obama, right? Or they or the the far right people just worship Donald Trump, like. And it's that's that's a problem, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like I never understand how people can't acknowledge that Trump did do some good things, but he also did a lot of fucking terrible things. You know, like it's like I don't understand. Like I've got people in my family that just love Trump so much, and I'm like, like it drives me crazy. Like, and I'm like, yeah, but what about this and this? Oh, he didn't say that. 
I have audio of him. He's saying it. Here's him saying it. Here's a video of him doing it. Oh, no, no, that's twisted and stuff like that. Like people, they get their minds all wrapped up because they worship this person. And I am not a fan of worshiping celebrities or um, especially politicians. That's that's dangerous, you know. And so that's why I have no problem with it when it comes to the art. Like, you know, I'll draw Trump. I'll draw Biden. I'll draw Pelosi. I'll draw whoever, um, you know. And, and it's weird. And, and, and unfortunately, there are a lot, you know, unfortunately in the publication and, you know, editorial world, there are probably publications that won't use me, even though uh, my work would be great for their publication, but they won't use me because they've seen me do work for right-wing magazines before. And so that's that's unfortunate because they're missing out, you know. But I've also done tons of work for left-wing publications, right? I just think it's ridiculous. And I and, and I know a lot of illustrators out there that will own they're, – they're just – they're Democrats and they will only work for left-wing publications and they give me shit for doing things for right-wing publications. And it's like, dude, you know, <laughs> it pays the bills. Um, it's it's a job. And I'm it's 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 just like it's just weird to me. I don't I don't get it. I don't um I don't know. It's different. I have a lot of friends in Europe and they do I have some artist friends and they do what I do there. And there it's no big deal for them to be drawing both the different parties. Like no one cares. You know, it's, it. you know, some people, I mean, obviously there's there's always going to be some people that are negative, but for the most part, it seems like people are more laid back. But here, especially in this, in this last, like, couple years, it's been tense. Like, people, like, when I did my Biden-Kamala cover, I got so much crap for that, for that cover. I was, this, I did not think that that was going to happen. I thought people were, you know, I was so proud of that cover. I was so excited about it. And then I, I got so many mean messages, tons of mean messages, people telling me that my family should be disappointed of me and ashamed of me. And, um, you know, basically I should quit, uh, tons of stuff like, like, fuck you and your family, like crazy messages. Um, people were angry. I'm like, holy crap. I wasn't expecting this at all. I thought people were going to be excited, you know, but man. Uh, I, I had, um, which is, oh, I had, oh, I'm getting a call from an art director. Yeah, please, go um, ahead. But, uh, no, he's, he's, I'll have to call him in a bit. How much longer are we going to go, by the way? I, we can finish at any point. We've <laughs> we should, gone way yeah. longer well, we should, than. We should wrap up soon. Yeah, then, absolutely. My wife's going to, she's going to, yeah, she's yeah. going to